Welcome everybody, this is Robert Coletti of Robert, Rob's Cleaning and Maintenance Service. Uh, look, I, honestly, I'm glad that you guys have tuned in. I'm the owner of Rob's Cleaning and Maintenance Service, a great handyman cleaning and maintenance service. It's located in the Bronx, New York, and I definitely would like you to uh, hire me for your basic needs in and out of your house. Again, Rob's Cleaning and Maintenance Service in 10453 in the West Bronx. Thanks for listening. <clears throat> also, I want to thank Anger for uh, placing my podcast in all the uh, well-trafficked podcast territories where there are other podcast companies and, of course, other podcasts. Thank you very much for listening, and I'm going to move forward now. Today's episode is the 9-11 Remembrance episode. It is 9-11. I know so many of you, when you say 9-11, think of 9-11-2012, and God knows what happened to those four Navy SEALs should never be forgotten. But let's not let it override and play louder than the 20th anniversary of 9-11, the real 9-11, when the towers went down in New York City. That is actually more important to me than what happened in Beirut. What happened in Beirut was horrible, and it should be remembered. However, it needs to take a second seat to the towers going down in New York City, because that was what the war was, what caused the whole war. And the, and, the, and the terrorists killing the SEALs in Beirut is just a, in my opinion, you know, taking over our embassy is a horrible thing. But in my opinion, it's, it's a second priority. Beirut is in Beirut. It's not New York City. What, what I mean, like some of you... I wonder who you are and how you claim your patriotism that you miss this. But, hey, a lot of it is that a lot of you were young when this happened. Um, and your, your ideas are based on your lack of empathy and understanding about what a patriot is and what America is. I get it. Don't respect it, but I get it. Um, so with that said, I'm referring to 9-11, the one that was done and planned by the Taliban. And in my personal opinion, the view of the way this particular administration endangered the lives of so many Americans just now, um, by pulling out too fast in Afghanistan and not doing it in a proper way not making sure the soldiers the Afghan soldiers were ready not and the Afghan soldiers not fighting should have been an issue that should have been brought up here by our Senate and our Congress and voted on instead of Jocko Winko uh, blaming the Afghan soldiers 
blame himself and the Afghan soldiers, saying he trained them, but they didn't do what they were supposed to. My thing is, if you couldn't get them to do what, they, what you commanded them to do, and it's our money going over there, um, is there a good reason why this wasn't on the Senate floor and the House floor? Please explain to me. Someone, please explain to me why wasn't this hashed out instead of soldiers being moved out of there? I mean, I pretty much know from what I've read that what it is that they moved to playing political football. They were angry that soldiers weren't in Syria or pulled out of Syria too soon by Trump and they feel it was a political stunt. And I honestly... I kind of think it was too. Kind of, kind of, kind of agree with it. After all, we had Obama's president. Anything we could do to get his administration to topple was was acceptable to me. So, um, we didn't have Trump as president until 2016. But we we 2013 when uh, we were pushing and. and, and People like Ted Cruz was speaking up about, about uh, Syria. Truth being pulled out of Syria in 2017 and 2018 was uh, it, it 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 seemed kind of wrong, and I kind of look at it as a, a good thing. But the way they went about it and the uh, the bombing of the empty airport pissed me off. I don't agree with most of it, but in the name of Less wars, I understand, but the fact that we let the vacuum of the Russians coming in, and that I was see, I was behind Trump pulling out of Syria if he was going to go bomb the shit out of Iran, but that's not what happened. What he did instead was he pulled out of Syria, showed weakness. This is before I understood how Trump's, yeah, Trump was going to be a pussy as a, as the president. That as far as policy was going to be tough, he turned out to be a pussy. I don't like him. Honestly, he'll never get a second chance with me. He'll never. He's really going to run in 2024, and a lot of you idiots are going to vote for him. I'm not voting for him. And it's not because I'm a Democrat. Um, You might look right now and find that I'm listed as a Democrat right now. So if any of you think that I've switched sides, don't think that. I switched to Democrat to be able to vote in their primaries to get people kicked out and or defeated that I don't like before they even get to a chance to run for the office. Um, when time comes, I vote Republican. But, hey, in any case, because I don't believe in either party, that either party's got the right um, stuff right now. Okay? They have a lot of the right stuff on the right side more than on the left side. The left side doesn't have much shit. Um... But you people who are loyal Republican shit, like, I'm looking at you. Like, are you fucking stupid? Any of you, I mean, nothing personal, sorry for cursing a lot, but a lot of you really are full of shit. I'm not. I, I You know, when I'm wrong, I'll admit it. When I'm right, <laughs> hey, I'm going to say it. I'm going to be brutally honest. I didn't say I know everything, but I'll tell you what, I'm not full of shit. A lot of you don't do your homework. And Jocko Winkle, as much as I can give him props, and I could, I really feel that he's exercising an old Democratic tool 
and by blaming the Afghan soldiers. Folks, what he's doing is saying that the administration feels that they shouldn't spend money on hardware to defend the American people in a roundabout way. And that's really sick, and we should be up in arms about that. They're trying to say we should protect ourselves from those who liaison from other countries, the U.S. government. Are you fucking kidding me? If you're in our government to receive money from around the world, and if more money's coming in from around the world or from us, you're going to turn your back on us? That's what he's saying. That's what I understood. When they measure it out based on what's going on and what's being said and what, how this matches what happened in Iran in 1979 when Jimmy Carter turned his back pretty much on the hostages or by his failed attempts to get them out of there because of whatever reason. The failed attempts probably because they never really wanted to get them out, out of there in the first friggin' place. Um, I say to myself, well, this is what happened. And as soon as um, Reagan got off in office, oh, no problems. They got the they got the hostages out of there, no friggin' problems. Why is that? Because the Democrats have a policy that we're on our own and that basically screw the American citizen. You know, um, the government is about as a money maker that's taking money from around the world and money from us and whoever's the highest bidder is going to get the most service. So they're basically saying we're one, we're one world government. We're, we're not your government. Uh, hello? Somebody, somebody uh, wake the people up that, that are watching this that don't see what I'm seeing and don't hear what I'm hearing? Okay, I know a lot of you think that that uh, it's best that they don't that I shouldn't be listened to and they don't trust me. I know a lot of you think that um, some kind of uh, you, you ones on the left who who um, will be shoulder to shoulder with me when I agree with Bernie Sanders that Trump's tax breaks for the wealthy and Reagan's tax breaks for the wealthy were about oppressing the poor. Like you say. You know, I like when, when he stands with us about those issues, but I don't like what he's got to say when he, when he tells the truth about um, how um, our, our, some of our minorities are so violent because um, outside money's coming in and uh, minorities need to be protected. Uh, no, minorities in all countries try to overthrow the government. They try. It doesn't work. Here it can work because here it gets funded dramatically. And what do the people do? They watch TV. And when the minorities act, they say, well, we, um, we people need to be nice to those people. In other countries that where there are minorities, the majority people stand up and fight. I mean, like, look at places like, let's use Iran as an example. I mean, the Shia... The Shiite. I, I was known to call them the Shiite. But whatever they want to be called is fine with me. The Shia, Shia Muslim, they... They, um... They fought war, a war in Iran for many decades. That, uh... The Sunni was trying to expand. 
So the Sunni din wasn't able to expand, even though basically Iraq defeated Iran in the, in the eight-year war from 1980 to 88. The expansion was beginning, but then the U.S. jumped in. Makes you wonder, were we on the right side in the first place? I mean, Saddam Hussein went to take over the oil fields in Saudi Arabia. He started, started with Kuwait, and that's when we kicked, came to kick his ass. And yeah, I'm glad we kicked his ass, but really, was Saddam Hussein, did he have any ICBMs? Was he aiming them at the U.S.? I mean, the idea that he was going to cut off the oil supply for the U.S., that's possible, or bring prices way up, that's very possible, and we have to look at that. And I'm glad that he was defeated. However, we could have, we could have, we should have, and could have, especially during the Trump administration, bombed the shit out of Iran. Their impact is Russian influence and backed. So what do we do? Pull troops out of Syria. Pull troops out of Syria. Disaster happens to the opponents of Hafez al-Assad, who's backed by the Russians. And, I mean, amongst them was Al-Qaeda, and Al-Qaeda's not a good guy. So that pisses off the Taliban. Now, now I don't care about what the Taliban or, or Al-Qaeda or Hafez al-Assad or the Russians really think or, can, or, or care about, but I would tell you, as God is my witness, um, we need to get our foreign policy acted properly. You know, bomb the right people. And we didn't do that under the Trump administration. And now we're seeing it under the Biden administration that amongst the protected in the Biden administration, in this case, is the Taliban. In the Trump administration, it was Iran. And you say, well, wow, wait a minute. He, uh, he pointed to Biden taking, I mean, uh, Biden, uh, the Obama taking all that money from, from the Iranians. Yes, he did. Smoke and mirrors. When push came to shove and, and the Iranians retaliated against his bombing and killing uh, that general, Trump ran like a coward. Had our troops run like cowards instead of going to war. And I have to listen to all this nonsense about oh we didn't have we don't have enough of a military build up to justify getting into Iran war with Iran. Russia may jump in. Look, Russia never jumps in. Okay, China never jumped in in the past either. Like what what is wrong with some people? They do not understand that neither China or Russia want to see that happen. When um Iraq. Iraq war happened. China and Russia didn't jump in. Now, granted, the Soviet Union fell. China's military wasn't as big as it is now, but Russia, if it was standing for what it stands for now, it had the um, economy to be able to um, put some troops out there and weaponry, they would have. But they didn't. So, I understand Trump's idea of 
cutting off Iran economically was a good thing, but I don't think he understands certain things. Like, okay, do you not understand you're not going to be there forever? And on top of that, do you not understand that Iran has the money to liaison or, or your opponents? And what happened? Iran's government people, power structure is still intact, and Trump's not in office. Well, I had all this following. You are a dork. And on top of that, you oppress all poor. That's why you're not in office. And that's why you're never going to return to office. Because the people that you should be supporting, that are American-born, you're not. So since you're not, you are not welcome. That's not patriotic. It's anti-patriotic for you to turn the back on your poor and your middle class. But yet you do it, Trump. And yet, until you want us to support you. And Biden, what does Biden do? Biden appears to help the poor. But here's the thing. Whether he helps them or not, it doesn't matter. He also turns his back on them. The poor and the middle class. And the American people, for that matter. He doesn't. They don't do the job. They, he makes sure that the government and the police. Oh my God! Any liberal politician in this country, whether it be president, down to the governor, down to the mayors of the cities, huh, a violent minority could riot, and no one's going to do nothing because everybody's so concerned about next time around to be whether they're gonna, people somebody's going to vote for them or not, like. And I got I to kind of, I don't know what to say about Trump. I mean, like, Trump did send, at times, the National Guard. But really, is the National Guard all that was needed? And when he had an opportunity to send military troops, he listened to people in his government that were traitors. Again, I say we need to put a, build, yeah, build the wall was definitely a good idea. If we ever get Biden, if we get Biden out of office this time around, and we get a Republican in there, I don't want no mealing mouth bullshit. You need to turn around. Yes, building go go back to building the wall. Hard immigration policies that are strict, strict immigration policies, policies not just from Washington, but also from the local governments. And you want the country to turn around, you're going to have to fucking take charge of it. You can't do what you, what you guys are doing right now. You're taking, the, you're, you're taking money from the outside. We know it. People like me are in the know. We just know. Okay, when you, when you take hard stances and then your stances become soft, we know what happens. Another example with Trump screwing up intentionally was, and it's about the dollar, is what the crap he did. Um, unforgivable crap that he did. Uh, with the H-1B visa policies, how he shut down H-1B visas as soon as he got in office. Next thing you know, we get to around two, the latter part of 2018, the beginning of 2019, he's kissing butt on the Indian government. Oh, the advanced trained technicians coming out of uh, India can come on H-1B visas, but only them. No, none of them, Trump. That's not the principle. You can't be letting them in. They're, they're basically scabbing and taking jobs away from American citizens and violating immigration policy. If they want those jobs, they're going to have to become American citizens. 
But here we go again. We always got to be um, abused and kicked on and, and stomped on by our own government. Our own government. So with that said, this is Rob from Rob's Clean Making Service. I would definitely encourage you to spend more money and time on impacting stock that puts Americans to work for American ideals. I know I'm buying oil from an oil company that drills right here in the U.S. for U.S. oil. They do fracking work and whatnot for the U.S., for U.S. companies. That's just one thing I, do, I, I buy. And also I suggest you buy Tesla stock. Tesla puts a lot of good Americans to work right there in Texas. We've got to get it to the point where we're real. You people who buy stock and all these other stupid companies that outsource, like Cushman and Wakefield, Trump's um, son-in-law, Jared Kushner, Uh, and his daddy, the Kushners of Kushner and Wakefield. No, don't put money in those people's pockets. Don't give them your money. Don't let them downsize us like that. It's wrong. That said, this is Rob Coletti for Rob Cleaning Maintenance Service. God bless America, and God bless you. Welcome, everybody. This is Robert Coletti of Robert, Rob's Cleaning and Maintenance Service. Uh, look, I, honestly, I'm glad that you guys have tuned in. I'm the owner of Rob's Cleaning and Maintenance Service, a great handyman cleaning and maintenance service. It's located in the Bronx, New York, and I definitely would like you to uh, hire me for your basic needs in and out of your house. Again, Rob's Cleaning and Maintenance Service in 10453 in the West Bronx. Thanks for listening. <clears throat> also, I want to thank Anger for uh, placing my podcasts in all the uh, well-trafficked podcast territories where there are other podcast companies and, of course, other podcasts. Thank you very much for listening, and I'm going to move forward now. Today's episode is the 9-11 Remembrance episode. It is 9-11. I know so many of you, when you say 9-11, think of 9-11-2012, and God knows what happened to those four Navy SEALs should never be forgotten. But let's not let it override and play louder than the 20th anniversary of 9-11, the real 9-11, when the towers went down in New York City. That is actually more important to me than what happened in Beirut. What happened in Beirut was horrible, and it should be remembered. However, it needs to take a second seat to the towers going down in New York City, because that was what the war was, what caused the whole war. And the, and, the, and the terrorists killing the SEALs in Beirut is just a, in my opinion, you know, taking over our embassy is a horrible thing. But in my opinion, 
it's it's a second priority. Beirut is in Beirut. It's not New York City. What, what I mean, like some of you, I wonder who you are and how you claim your patriotism that you miss this. But hey, a lot of it is that a lot of you were young when this happened. Um, and your your ideas are based on your lack of empathy and understanding about what a patriot is and what America is. I get it. Don't respect it, but I get it. Um, so with that said, I'm referring to 9-11, the one that was done and planned by the Taliban. And in my personal opinion, the view of the way this particular administration endangered the lives of so many Americans just now. Um, by pulling out too fast in Afghanistan and not doing it in a proper way, not making sure the soldiers, the Afghan soldiers were ready, not, and the Afghan soldiers not fighting should have been an issue that should have been brought up here by our Senate and our Congress and voted on instead of Jocko Winko uh, blaming the Afghan soldiers, blaming himself and the Afghan soldiers, saying he trained them but they didn't do what they were supposed to. My thing is if you couldn't get them to do what, they, what you commanded them to do and it's all money going over there um is there a good reason why this wasn't on the Senate floor and the House floor? Please explain to me. Someone, please explain to me why wasn't this hashed out instead of soldiers being moved out of there? I mean, I pretty much know from what I've read that what it is is that they moved to playing political football. They were angry that soldiers weren't in Syria. Or pulled out of Syria too soon by Trump, and they feel it was a political stunt. And I, honestly, I kind of think it was too. Kind of, kind of, kind of agree with it. After all, we had Obama's president. Anything we could do to get his administration to topple was was acceptable to me. So um, we didn't have Trump as president until 2016, but we. We, 2013 when uh, we were pushing and, and, and people like Ted Cruz were speaking up about, about uh, Syria truth being pulled out of Syria in 2017 and 2018 was uh, it, 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 it seemed kind of wrong and I kind of look at it as a, a good thing but the way they went about it and the, uh, the bombing of the empty airport pissed me off I don't agree with most of it, but in the name of less wars, I understand. But the fact that we let the vacuum of the Russians coming in, and that I was, see, I was behind Trump pulling out of Syria if he was going to go bomb the shit out of Iran. But that's not what happened. What he did instead was he pulled out of Syria, showed weakness. 
This is before I understood how yeah, Trump was going to be a pussy as a, as a president. I thought as far as policy was going to be tough, he turned out to be a pussy. I, I don't like him. Honestly, he'll never get a second chance with me. He'll never. He's really going to run in 2024, and a lot of you idiots are going to vote for him. I'm not voting for him. And it's not because I'm a Democrat. Um, you might look right now and find that I'm listed as a Democrat right now. So if any of you think that I've switched sides, don't think that. I switched to Democrat to be able to vote in their primaries to get people <laughs> kicked out and or defeated that I don't like before they even get to a chance to run for the office. Um, when time comes, I vote Republican. But, hey, in any case, because I don't believe in either party that either party's got the right um, stuff right now, okay? They have a lot of the right stuff on the right side more than on the left side. The left side doesn't have much shit. Um, but you people who are loyal Republican shit, like, I'm looking at you. Like, are you fucking stupid? Any of you, I mean, nothing personal. Sorry for cursing a lot, but a lot of you really are full of shit. I'm not. I, I You know, when I'm wrong, I'll admit it. When I'm right... Hey, I'm going to say it. I'm going to be brutally honest. I didn't say I know everything, but I'll tell you what. I'm not full of shit. A lot of you don't do your homework. And Jocko Winkle, as much as I can give him props, and I could, I really feel that he's exercising an old Democratic tool. And by blaming the Afghan soldiers, folks, what he's doing is saying that the administration feels that they shouldn't spend money on hardware to defend the American people in a roundabout way. And that's really sick, and we should be up in arms about that. They're trying to say we should protect ourselves from those who liaison from other countries, the U.S. government. Are you fucking kidding me? If you're in our government to receive money from around the world, and if more money's coming in from around the world or from us, you're going to turn your back on us? That's what he's saying. That's what I understood. When they measure it out based on what's going on and what's being said and what, how this matches what happened in Iran in 1979 when Jimmy Carter turned his back pretty much on the hostages or by his failed attempts to get them out of there because... Of whatever reason, the Feldstein is probably because they never really wanted to get him out, out of there in the first friggin' place. Um, I say to myself, well, this is what happened. And as soon as um, Reagan got off in office, oh, no problems. They got, the, they got the hostages out of there, no friggin' problems. Why is that? Because the Democrats have a policy that we're on our own and that basically screw the American citizen. You know, um, the government is about, um, is a money maker that's taking money from around the world and money from us and whoever's the highest bidder is going to get the mo- most service. So they're basically saying we're one, we're one more world government. We're, we're not your government. Uh, hello? Somebody... Somebody uh, wake the people up that, that are watching this that don't see what I'm seeing and don't hear what I'm hearing? 
Okay, I know a lot of you think that that uh, it's best that they don't that I shouldn't be listened to, and they don't trust me. I know a lot of you think that um, some kind of uh, you, you ones on the left who who um, will be shoulder to shoulder with me when I agree with Bernie Sanders that Trump's tax breaks for the wealthy and Reagan's tax breaks for the wealthy were about oppressing the poor. But you say, you know, I like when, when he stands with us about those issues, but I don't like what he's got to say when he, when he tells the truth about um, how um, our, our, some of our minorities are so violent because um, outside money's coming in and uh, minorities need to be protected. Uh, no. Minorities in all countries try to overthrow the government. They try. It doesn't work. Here it can work because here it gets funded dramatically. And what do the people do? They watch TV. And when the minorities act, they say, well, we, have, people need to be nice to those people. In other countries that where there are minorities, the majority people stand up and fight. I mean, like, look at places like, let's use Iran as an example. I mean, the Shia, the Shiite, I, I was known to call them the Shiite, but whatever they want to be called is fine with me. The Shia, Shia Muslim, they, they, um, they fought war, a war in Iran for many decades that uh, the Sunni was trying to expand. So the Sunni didn't, wasn't able to expand, even though basically Iraq defeated Iran in the, in the Eight-Year War from 1980 to 88. The expansion was beginning, but then the U.S. jumped in. Makes you wonder, were we on the right side in the first place? I mean, Saddam Hussein went to take over the oil fields, in Saudi Arabia, they started starting with Kuwait, and that's when we came to kick his ass. And yeah, I'm glad we kicked his ass. But really, was Saddam Hussein? Did he have any ICBMs? Was he aiming them at the U.S.? I mean, the idea that he was going to cut off the oil supply for the U.S.—that's possible, and we'll bring prices way up. That's very possible, and we have to look at that. And I'm glad that he was defeated. However. We could have, we could have, we should have, and could have, especially during the Trump administration, bombed the shit out of Iran. Their impact is Russian influence and backed. So what do we do? Pull troops out of Syria. Pull troops out of Syria. Disaster happens to the opponents of Hafez al-Assad, who's backed by the Russians. And, I mean, amongst them was Al-Qaeda, and Al-Qaeda's not a good guy. So that pisses off the Taliban. Now, now I don't care about what the Taliban or, or Al-Qaeda or Hafez al-Assad or the Russians really think or, can, or, or care about, but I would tell you, as God is my witness, um, we need to get our foreign policy acted properly. You know, bomb the right people. And we didn't do that under the Trump administration. And now we're seeing it under the Biden administration that amongst the protected in the Biden administration, 
in this case, is the Taliban. In the Trump administration, it was Iran. And you say, well, wow, wait a minute, he, uh, he pointed to Biden taking, I mean, uh, Biden, uh, the Obama taking all that money from the, from the Iranians. Yes, he did. Smoke and mirrors. When push came to shove and, and the Iranians retaliated against his bombing and killing uh, that general, Trump ran like a coward. Had our troops run like cowards instead of going to war. And I have to listen to all this nonsense about oh we didn't have we don't have enough of a military build up to justify getting into Iran war with Iran. Russia may jump in. Look, Russia never jumps in. Okay, China never jumped in in the past either. Like, what, what is wrong with some people? They do not understand that neither China or Russia want to see that happen. When um, Iraq, Iraq war happened, China and Russia didn't jump in. Now, granted, the Soviet Union fell. China's military wasn't as big as it is now, but Russia, if it was staying for what it stands for now, And had the um, economy to be able to um, put some troops out there and weaponry, they would have, but they didn't. So I understand Trump's idea of cutting off Iran economically was a good thing, but I don't think he understands certain things. Like, okay, do you not understand you're not going to be there forever? And on top of that, do you not understand? that Iran has the money to liaison or, or your opponents and what happened? Iran's government people, power structure is still intact and Trump's not in office. Well, I had all this following. You are a dork. And on top of that, you oppress all poor. That's why you're not in office. And that's why you're never going to return to office. Because the people that you should be supporting that are American born, you're not. So since you're not, you are not welcome. That's not patriotic. It's anti-patriotic for you to turn the back on your poor and your middle class. But yet you do it, Trump. And yet until you want us to support you. And Biden, what does Biden do? Biden appears to help the poor. But here's the thing, whether he helps them or not, it doesn't matter. He also turns his back on them, the poor middle class, and the American people for that matter. He doesn't, they don't do the job. He makes sure that the government and the police, oh my God, any liberal politician in this country, whether it be president, down to the governor, down to the mayors of the cities, huh, a violent minority could riot and no one's going to do nothing. Because everybody's so concerned about next time around to be whether they're gonna, people, somebody's going to vote for them or not. Like, and I got I to kind of, I don't know what to say about Trump. I mean, like, Trump did send, at times, the National Guard. But really, is the National Guard all that was needed? And when he had an opportunity to send military troops, he listened to people in his government that were traitors. Again, I say we need to put a 
build, yeah, build the wall was definitely a good idea. But if we ever get Biden, if we get Biden out of office this time around, and we get a Republican in there, I don't want no mealy mouth bullshit. You need to turn around. Yes, building go go back to building the wall. Hard immigration policies that are strict, strict immigration policies, policies not just from Washington, but also from the local governments. And you want the country to turn around, you're gonna have to fucking take charge of it. You can't do what you what you guys are doing right now. You're taking the, you're you're taking money from the outside. We know it. People like me are in the know. We just know. Okay, when you when you take hard stances and then your stances become soft, we know what happens. Another example with Trump screwing up intentionally was, and it's about the dollar, is what the crap he did. Um, unforgivable crap that he did uh, with the H-1B visa policies. How he shut down H-1B visas as soon as he got in office. Next thing you know, we get to around two, the latter part of 2018, the beginning of 2019. He's kissing butt on the Indian government. Oh, the advanced trained technicians coming out of uh, India can come on H-1B visas, but only them. No, none of them, Trump. That's not the principle. You can't be letting them in. They're, they're basically scabbing and taking jobs away from American citizens and violating immigration policy. If they want those jobs, they're going to have to become American citizens. But here we go again. We always got to be um, abused and kicked on and, and stomped on by our own government. Our own government. So with that said, this is Rob from Rob's Clean Maiden Service. I would definitely encourage you to spend more money and time on impacting stock that puts Americans to work for American ideals. I know I'm buying oil from an oil company that drills right here in the U.S. for U.S. oil. They do fracking work and whatnot for the U.S., for U.S. companies. That's just one thing I do, I, I buy. And also I suggest you buy Tesla stock. Tesla puts a lot of good Americans to work right there in Texas. We've got to get it to the point where we're real. You people who buy stock and all these other stupid companies that outsource, like Cushman and Wakefield, Trump's um, son-in-law, Jared Kushner, uh, and his daddy, the Kushners of Kushner and Wakefield. No, don't put money in those people's pockets. Don't give them your money. Don't let them downsize us like that. It's wrong. That said, this is Rob Coletti for Rob the Cleaning Maintenance Service. God bless America, and God bless you. Okay, good morning. This is Rob of Rob's Cleaning and Maintenance Service, the owner of Rob's Cleaning and Maintenance Service. This program and this episode are sponsored by Rob's Cleaning and Maintenance Service. Okay, now, with that said, this particular episode of Rob's Cleaning and Maintenance Service is about the 
heavyweight championship fight between Tyson Fury, the champion, and his defense against his third defense against or third defense against Dante the racist Wilder. Why do I call Dante the racist Wilder? Why don't I just call him Dante Wilder? Here's why. This is why you need to listen to this program and understand why I don't I don't agree with blacks whining about the plantation as just and right or even correct. It doesn't involve them anymore. It, no, it doesn't involve anyone anymore because the plantation is gone and blacks are not on the plantation anymore. Dante Wilder does not come from the plantation. Neither does his mother or father or his brother or sister or cousins or whoever else he wants to refer to. What Dante Wilder said before, uh, in the interview before, before the fight was absolutely disgusting and needs to be addressed. You don't know nothing about fighting. Blacks have been fighting for 400 years, what he said to Tyson Fury. What does Tyson's Fury race or Dante Wilder's race have to do with boxing and the heavyweight championship? Nothing. That's right. It can be built up like that to bring the ignorant jackasses into the audience, have them spend money on liquor and drugs and everything before a fight, but and, and it can get gang members all worked up on both sides. I'm not saying just that there aren't ignorant whites watching it too, but end of the day, this is about two guys that are fighters. What the what the fuck does the plantation have to do? That's right, I use foul language. What the fuck does the plantation have to do with boxing? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. A fight? If, if you're boxing in a heavyweight championship fight, it means you're not on the plantation anymore, jackass. And you're never, and in your case, or not in all our cases, nobody's on the plantation. So if you're boxing, you're not on the plantation. If you're in the heavyweight championship fight, you're not in the plantation. And what's really bad about it is a lot of times blacks want to refer to, you know, um, Jack's MC, Joe Jackson fight and say there was a lot of racism going on in that fight in the audience. Before you even, if that was a long time ago, and yeah, the audience were primarily rooting for Jack Dempsey, primarily uh, the audience was Irish. It's not the audience anymore. Come on, man. Get the fuck out of here with this, you, this, this nonsense. That's not, that's absolute nonsense. Get out of here. I'm using foul language. That's right. Why am I using foul language? I can speak English very well and I'm very articulate, but I'm going to use foul language because it's the only way to describe Dante Wilder's attitude. It's foul. And the sadness about it is that too many people enable it by they're encouraging it. If if we're such an advanced society that in a better world, why are we still talking about this subject? Dante Wilder. First off, 
that comment was totally out of line. So he should not be considered any more for any more title shots because we don't need this. We don't need this in in the world anymore. We don't need this. If people, if you, this is the audience that you got to be addressing. We don't need this. Now people say, well, it's a money maker. Yeah, but it also causes cities to get burnt down. Come on, it's bullshit. Ain't nobody, nobody needs it. Nobody. It's not just. It doesn't exist anymore. It's not a problem. Nah, not like, not like uh, Black Lives Matter believes. It's not a problem anymore. If anything, blacks are the ones that are racist these days. Excluding people. None of this should even be addressed. It's disgusting how they've tried to create a cash cow out of something that doesn't even exist anymore and people still enable it. Okay? Dante Wilder has had three title shots now and lost every single time to Tyson Fury. I don't care if he was my little brother and he was white. Or my nephew and he was white. No more fucking title shots. You didn't do it. It's over. And on the other hand, the other hand, not only are you failing as a heavyweight champion that you're never going to be, but on top of that, you're a racist. So Dante Wilder. Let's stop. I asked the promoters, stop promoting racism. Because that's what this is. You're promoting racism. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of stirring the pot, making blacks feel like it's time to go ahead and oppress people. Because that's all they're doing these days. They're not liberating themselves. They don't need to be liberated. Oh yeah, there are some black slaves in Muslim countries. They're not white people that are making them slaves. It's their own people doing it. So, um, I don't want to hear about it. I could care less. It's not in my country. And Dante Wilder, and yeah, this fight wasn't in this country anyway. Okay, Dante Wilder doesn't deserve a title shot anymore. We need somebody else up in there. I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. They've got they got they got something better to offer. I don't care if they're black. I don't care if because you it's about boxing for me. It's never been about color. You know, I may root for a guy in equally in an equally matched fight. It's of the color that I want want to win, but that doesn't make me a racist. I don't go around and say it's because of uh, of uh, you know oppression or uh, it's because uh, you know Black Lives Matters burnt down cities. It's black people I root for. Black Lives Matters burnt down cities. You would think that I would never root for a black person to win anything. Well, got news for you. The reason I want Dante Wilder to win and why I was glad that he lost is because of his comments. Outside of that, you know, he put up a good fight. He didn't win for the third time in a row. It's time for him not to be considered for any more shots because it's obvious that Tyson Fury, he has no solution for him. Not to say that I really think at this point anybody does. Remember, Tyson Fury took the title from a guy that almost nobody had a solution for for many years. I mean, not that well. Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury took 
the title from a guy who had the title for many years. Nobody had any answer for him. Okay? Again, neither one of them were American, the champions. Tyson Fury's not an American, and neither was um, the big Russian, who was an incredible boxer as well as a power puncher. But he didn't have all the skills that Tyson Fury does. Tyson Fury is a really complicated fighter to fight for, for heavyweights. He has a great reach. He has fast hands. I mean, not normal heavyweight fighter hands. He has very fast hands. So he has great reach, fast hands, and power. A lot of power. And that makes a lot of problems. He eliminates a lot of um, a lot of uh, types of offense against him because he negates them. He neutralizes and negates certain types of offenses because his hands are so incredibly fast, and his reach takes it takes out of play a lot of offenses because with a, with a guy with a greater reach, you have a lot more work to get in on him. So again. Tyson Fury is a is a very tough fighter to beat and deserves a lot of credit just based on that. Does Ante Wilder have respect for fighting him three times and giving him a real good fight this time around? Yes. He does. Because nobody's beaten this guy yet. Do I want to see an American beat Tyson Fury? Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to see an American knockout Tyson Fury. Is it going to happen? We don't know. It's it's definitely up in the air. Um, do I want to see a racist black American beat Tyson Fury? No. Do I want a black American that's not a racist, that's not talking about Black Lives Matters, kneeling or um, let's see kneeling or the plantation in 400 years no I don't want those people to win not because they're black but because they're stupid I don't like stupid people and stupid people don't represent me and they don't represent this country they don't represent freedom and they're not about um anything really that I agree with so I don't support people like this I don't like supporting people in the clan for the same reason but if a clans member wants to go ahead and have the balls to have it out or take out a Black Lives Matter member I'm not really rooting for either one of them but kind of wish to kind of root for the 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 KKK guy to win because of the Black Lives Matter guy gets what he deserves. Um, end of the day, they're both idiots. And they do not belong in mainstream. Someone needs to say it. Nobody has the balls to say it. I do. I've got, I got called a racist over a week ago for simply getting tired of a supervisor that's an idiot isn't even from this country and a black racist. 
based on the industry we're in and the things he said to me is why I got the way I did. First off, it's not racist for me to come back at you and challenge your your choices when it relates to my work performance or not my work my workforce, but over certain things. And when you work with when you work with a person, if you're right, I agree with you. If you're wrong, I will not only challenge you, but I will bring you in front of our supervisor and critique you to that person. So you can't get a fan here, Dante Wilder. Black lives don't matter to me. And I mean, when I say black lives, I mean black lives matter, but not people who are members of Black Lives Matter or support them. Get up when the R flag is being saluted at the national anthem. Your ass should be standing at attention and your hand should be on your heart. No kneeling. Just that simple. I'm out. Okay, this is Rob, the owner of Rob's Cleaning and Maintenance Service, in reference to the Tyson Fury um, Wilder Heavyweight Championship fight. Third time in a row that Dante Wilder, who put up a good fight last night, but still lost. Um, got a shot, and he lost. Point is, I don't care how many shots he had. I respect all these shots. What I don't like and I'm sick and tired of hearing is the crap that came out of his mouth at the interview. Or one of the interviews. Okay, when you confront the guy, I don't care if you call him a name, you talk about his mother, I don't care about none of that. None of that matters because it's a fight, right? Did you have to refer to 400 years of slavery? Are you an idiot? Who cares? 400 years of slavery is over. What the hell are you talking about? Like, I'm tired of black racists, really. Stop promoting politics in your interviews. Don't support you. I'm against you. Glad you lost. Bye. See, see you later. That's it. Glad that the racist Tyson Fury lost. That's all. And that's all I have for today. The racist Tyson Fury lost the fight good. Have a great day.